Hi, everybody. My name is sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and I'm the host of the Sports Psychology Hour. It's a weekly radio show that airs every Sunday morning in Kansas City from 7 to 8 a.m. Our shows are podcasted everywhere. And welcome to our live stream event tonight. And over the past few years, in addition to my radio show, we've started the Sports Psychology Hour as a podcast, now via live stream. And if you want to listen to the podcast that I've had close to 10 years of them, go to my website, winnersunlimited.com, click on the podcast tab, at the top of the page, and you'll be able to listen to all kinds of episodes of, of, of our show. And I'm starting, actually, today is the day after Labor Day, and it is beginning my 43rd year of work as a sports psychologist, which means I'm either very old or I've been survived a lot of stuff. Anyway, I'm looking forward to our show tonight, because tonight we're going to talk with Jamil Demby, who has played in the NFL, played in the XFL, and he's now recovering from injuries, trying to get back. And so, Jamil, thanks for joining us tonight. I really look forward to talking with you. Yes, yes, I'm excited to be here. So, so right tell us alley. a little bit. Sorry, go ahead. So, this is right up my alley. <laughs> Perfect. So, tell us a little bit about what's going on with you right now, and then we'll go back a little history and talk about injuries. Because be, be, before you get started, I want to just emphasize I work with so many young athletes, a lot of high school athletes, as well as collegiate athletes who are trying to recover from serious knee injuries, ankle injuries, elbow injuries, shoulder injuries. And it's a big problem that becomes, in my opinion, and I know you play football, but especially in baseball, there are more and more uh, shoulder and elbow surgeries now for high school kids because they've been throwing baseballs since they were eight or nine years of age and their, their arms are wearing out. And it's becoming a bigger, bigger issue with so many people. So coming back from injuries is a big thing and nothing like having a, a professional football player to share and talk about that. So tell us a little bit about your career and how you got hurt and where you're at with things now. Uh, yeah, so most recently in like the span of uh, two years, um, I actually injured both my knees. So my contract year in 2021, um, I actually ruptured my patellar tendon in my right knee, um, like in the past, and recover from that. Um, a lot of teams just wanted to see if I was healthy or not. So once the got drafted to the XFL, um, and then the game before the last one of the season, um, someone landed on my knee and I ended up tearing my ACL and partially uh, tearing my patellar tendon. Um, so now I'm in rehab, uh, rehab, uh, rehabbing, working with a physical therapist and working out um, every day right now on the back, back to the road of recovery. So. So tell us about, you know, everybody who plays professional sports is probably at some point going to get some kind of an injury. Yeah. You know, it could be a tear, could be a twist, could be a sprain, whatever. You've had a couple of serious injuries here. What was that like mentally, psychologically, emotionally for you when that happened? The first, let's start with the first one on the second. Yeah. So, um, honestly, it's just like, it's kind of a thing like uh here we go again because you understand the process you understand like you got to take it day by day but the thing is is like when you work to get somewhere and then you're where you want to be and then you end up having a setback that's kind of out of your control that's completely out of your control more so draining because you have the confidence that you're going to be able to do it now you get the thoughts of like am i going to be the same player and all that stuff when I when I come back. But me personally, I try not to think about those things. I just take it day by day. 
But the biggest thing for me is just training because once an injury happens for me, it's just what do I have to do next? Um, am I going to be able to play again? And let's take it from there day by day. So that's just the biggest thing for me. It's just very draining. So the, the self-doubt is what I'm hearing you say. Can I come yeah. back? Will I, be, will I be as good as I was before? Will I be better than I was before? Those types of thoughts pop in your head then. Exactly. And you, you kind of just, you know, some cases too, where for me, you know, it's, it's a year where I track and I'm in a time where am I going to be, am I going to be able to play professional football again? Like, am I going to be able to play again? So, you know, you deal with just all these different thoughts. And then, you know, at first you just, you know, as long as you know, you talk to some doctors and see, you hear, oh, you'll be able to, if you rehab hard and everything goes correct, goes as planned, you'll be able to play again. But then when you start getting to the hard parts, the meat and potatoes, the recovery process, you start hitting bumps in the road, then the doubt really comes. It's like, like if you, uh, here you we would, go. Things if aren't. You would, if you could share with us what some of those thoughts were, those negative, those, those questionable thoughts were that popped in your head. Yeah, I was just, I know when I was rehabbing for my patellar uh, tendon, because that was my first knee injury. Um, and the knee injuries for me, from my experience, are pretty, pretty tough, more than depending on what upper extremity you have. The knee injuries are, are one of the toughest um, to me. And um, I would say now the share, biggest share thing. Share with us why, why that's so tough in your mind. Uh, because you, you just, I know for me, because I'm an offensive lineman, I'm a bigger guy. So naturally, I'm already putting a lot of pressure on my knees. Um, and I've been putting damage on my knees since I've started playing football. So, you know, you, you already, there's a lot of trauma that, you know, is in the knees. And when you're trying to recover, you can't overdo it. You know, you have incisions and grafts on the knee that you already have the pressure of your body weight on the knee. And then when you're trying to strengthen the quad, um, you have incisions and stuff that you don't want to break, that you don't want to rip open. You don't want to ruin graft. So it just takes a lot more time and then getting your range of motion back. Um, and I know now with the ACL, with learning the ACL, you know, you get your knee forcefully bent to get that range of motion back. So um, it just, you build, you know, a lot of mental strength through it. But at first, you know, it makes you want to quit, but you just know you got to keep going to get, you know, to that improvement. So how, how did you deal with the disappointment when you got hurt? And, and, and let me let me ask a question first before you answer that one. In college at Maine and when you're growing up, did you ever have anything as serious as this as an injury before? I'm sure you had, you know, nicks and sprains. Yeah, and well, actually, uh, I think past injuries prepared me for what's going on now. And I had actually sur shoulder surgery on both of my shoulders slight labrum tears. So um, for some reason, my body just wants to be super symmetrical and both sides need to get <laughs> injured. But I had my left shoulder done after my senior year of uh, high school. Um, and then my more year, I dislocated my shoulder again of college and I got surgery 
um, at the end of my sophomore year. So, yeah. So, those, so I'm sorry. So the, those, the rehab process and those sort of prepared you in a sense for what you had to go through with, with these knee injuries to a, to a degree, but they're not the same. Yeah. Yeah. To a degree, definitely. Um, and I think what happens each time, you know, you, when my right shoulder and my left knee, which were the second injuries of the two in that moment, you're for me, I just let it out all right there. The frustration, how far I came, all the work that I put in and, you know, you climb all the way to the mountaintop and then you fall and it's a terrible feeling. And in that moment, I kind of just, when I'm hurt, I cry, I angry, I train room, get the diagnosis from the doctor. And then it's like, all right, I've been through this before I recovered and I played. So I know I can do this. It's going to suck. It's going to be terrible, but I know I can bounce back. And it's kind of the unique thing with me is that, you know, I've kind of dealt with these injuries again, surgery. So I know that, you know, I have what it takes to get back, but it, it does suck. It's just that feeling of just getting to the top and you just feel like you fall and there's nothing. You so how, so how have you come back from them when you've, when you've had each of these surgeries, how, how have you mentally come back psychologically, emotionally, spiritually? What, how did you get through all that? Because I know from working with Olympians, professional teams, collegiate teams across the board through my, my career, I mean, injuries are going to happen. I don't care who you are, what, what sport you play, what level you're at, things are going to happen. And you have to have a mindset, a game plan. How am I going to do that? And a lot of that's about self-confidence with yourself, right? Because if you don't feel good enough about yourself and, and about your skills and abilities, it's going to be really hard to overcome that, isn't it? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think the biggest thing that I do is that I make sure that I'm going to come back from these injuries mentally stronger than I was before because that's my mind is not injured. My body is. And I begin to get, I, be, I begin to build habits that make me a better human. You know, I begin to read more. I get closer, you know, to my faith. Um, you know, I strategize, I research more. I have more time to be like game plan my nutrition. Um, you know, I just, I try to take advantage of what I didn't have time to do before because I'm so, I'm going from workout to workout to maintenance session, treatment session. And now it's like, you know, I have a little bit more time. So building that confidence mentally and becoming mentally stronger, then we'll brick going to the treatment room where I have a terrible day, a sucky day. And I feel like, man, I made no progress. And I'm like, I know I'm going to get back, get after it tomorrow. Like, that's all I can do is just get after it tomorrow. And that's how I kind of cope with this and get better, you know, 1% better every day. You strike me as a young man with a, a very high level of self-confidence. I'm, I'm very, uh, I admire that in you. And I can tell psychologically you, you seem pretty strong. But I love what you just said. My mind is not injured. My body is. 
that that that's a great saying that you should make a t-shirt on that <laughs> so, <laughs> i might have my after after this one no but seriously that that's a great that's a great one because if you look at it like that then i think the approach you're going to take to to rehab and healing is going to be much more positive in in contrast to oh gosh i can't know if i can do it. i i know from all the athletes i've worked with and I work with the Olympic cycling team for your national uh, cycling team for, for a number of years in the eighties and the 84 wow. Olympics, we won nine medals and won any in 72 years. I was the first sports psychologist at Kansas city Royals in 1990. I've, I've worked with pro teams, college teams, high school teams. I've spoken on this so many times. I just had a, a physical therapist trainer on my radio show a couple of weeks ago, talking about dealing with the heat and how to, how to, you know, what's yeah. smart, not smart about the heat, but, the, the statement you made, my mind is not broken, my body is. It, it, if, if you can look at that from an injury perspective, how can you mentally get over that then? Because that says you already have a step ahead in the rehab process because you're looking at it like, you know what? I'm okay up here, but my knee's messed up. So I'm going to work on getting my knee straightened out again. And oftentimes, you know, I hear this with many people have ACL surgery your knee is actually stronger after, you know, after you finish the rehab and everything in surgery than it was before. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I feel like those type of things happen and, you know, you get those results because just as, you know, I'm getting better mentally and I'm adding new things to my routine mentally. Um, I'm also adding things to my routine physically after every injury I've, I've added something physically that's going to help me get better and just transition to when I'm healthy. So, um, the set, the, when I had my patellar tendon injury, um, I started seeing a chiropractor consistently. Um, and I started to learn how much my body was out of whack. And so I begin to, that's it. Now, once I got healthy again and I started playing, you know, not only do I get a massage, I go see a chiropractor and then, I added needling. I started doing needling and I wasn't doing that initially. So I started kind of adding these tools to physically help my body because I wanted to get that much better because my mind was clear. I wasn't pouting. I said, you know what, now I'm getting better. How, what else can I do physically now to, you know, increase, you know, my, my recovery. Um, so after every injury, not only do I get better mentally, but I always try to get better physically by adding these different recovery tools and even different exercises, workouts, because now I have to continuously strengthen my, my quads, keep my quads strengthened. I have to consistently do other rehabs before I work out and go in the field for my shoulders. So before I wasn't doing that, you know, I was just, I was working hard, but I learned these new things that can help me, you know, keep my body right for the future so well, share with us why you have that perspective because i really really am intrigued with what you're saying here because you're a very bright young man and, and a lot of people in your situation uh would would give give into it they, they'd say i'm done i can't do this anymore you get one injury it's one thing then a second then a third it's like i i just don't want to do this anymore what is it about you that's you think has has uh, fostered that uh mental strength of looking at yourself and growing rather than giving in and falling apart to all this. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is just 
you know, going through, you know, my injuries um, in high school and college and I've came out on the other side better. Um, and basically that gave me the confidence to know like, okay. And I, and I kind of resort back to my faith. I feel like some of those things happened for a reason because there were times where I was not per se slacking every single thing possible looking back at the time I didn't know. Um, but you know, I go to weight room, I work hard, but, and I'll stretch, but was I hitting the cold tub? Was I doing this? Was I going and getting scraped, like getting my knee and my hamstring, you know, massage strengthened, like to prevent injury. I didn't understand all that stuff. So I feel like I had to be knocked off my feet with my back against the wall in order to grow. And when I look back and I learned that I'm like, okay, this is just another situation that's going to strengthen me. That's going to harden my brain. That's going to make me better physically. And it's a wake up call. And sometimes, you know, because you're never, you're not going to have the answers to everything. And I look at these as a wake up call and something that unfortunately it's unfortunate, but it was in my path for it to happen in order for me to grow or teach me something. And once I saw myself come out better a couple of times, I knew that these were, you know, they're unfortunate, but they were happening for a reason. So that's kind of what, what helps me. What I'm, and, and we've never met before tonight. I want to preface this, what I'm going to say now with that, but uh, I, I am guessing you have a pretty solid upbringing in, in a lot of ways because we're reflections of three things, our genetics that we can't do anything about the way we were raised that we can't do anything about the environment we're in now that we can do everything about. I'm guessing you, you developed a lot of confidence and, and strong foundation with yourself growing up. Yeah, no, definitely. And there was a lot of things growing up that, you know, I had to change my perspective on. And the only way I changed my perspective was when unfortunate, you know, events happened to me. Um, you know, for instance, you know, I grew up with um, both my parents in the household until I was about a sophomore, sophomore in high school, freshman or sophomore in high school. My parents um, separated, um, but my both my parents are always in my life and I'm blessed, you know, and they've taught me a lot. Um, but I know the point that it really flipped for me um, was when I was a freshman. I tried out for the freshman basketball team. And uh, I did make the team. That was the first time I didn't, I got, I knew what it felt like to be cut. Like you just didn't make the team because I was always big growing up. So I would play because of my size. I would make the team. I would always, and I didn't know what it felt like to have to put in the work to be able to play. And so I got cut from the freshman basketball team. I was embarrassed make it and I was that's good at basketball pretty much you know all my life later on and then later on that that day or week I got my report card and it was the first time I had terrible grades I had like C's and D's and you know the disappointment on my mother's face just flipped the switch on me because that was the first time I didn't use my natural ability 
you know, my natural parts, I had to put in the work. And that's when I learned, like, I got to cut out directions and I got to put in work to be able to do what I wanted. So, so your that was a pivotal time in my, in my life. Your confidence level was shaken a little bit then, but then you learned to come back from it because you had a strong foundation in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And just that other, you know, wake up call. And I said, you know what? I wasn't putting the work in. Now I'm going to put the work in and I'm going to see where it takes me. And I did everything that I can control. Stayed up late doing homework. Like I just did everything I control going to every single workout I could after school. And once I started seeing the results, I was like, okay, only thing that could defeat me is me. So that's where I started to gain, you know, that confidence. Well, and that's, you know, that's an interesting story. And I'm going to share a little personal thing about myself since it's the beginning of my 43rd year of work today. And when, when I graduated grad school in San Diego in 1981, the California school of professional psychology, my, Expertise was in study of sports psychology, and my degree is a PhD in, in clinical psychology with an expertise in sports psychology. I moved back to Kansas City and back into the house I grew up in, and I had my car, my stereo, my tennis racket, and some clothes. And that's about all I had, and my dog. And uh, sat down. I remember back in my bedroom I grew up in, and my father, who is a very prominent physician, said, "Okay, what are you going to do now?" I said, well, I'm going to develop my sports psychology practice. He says, no, you're not. No one's ever done that before. You need to go work in a hospital in the psychiatric world. I'm not doing that. I have no interest in that. This is what I believe in. And I went upstairs and my mother and grandmother who lived with us said, sit down. We're going to talk to you. We heard what your father said. My mother said, do you believe in what you, what you want to do with sports psychology? I go, yeah. She goes, then if you believe it, do it. If you don't make it, at least you go for it. And here I am 43 years later, I've survived, but I've encountered a lot of pitfalls in, in, in a different way as you, not physical injuries, but denials, mental injuries. People tell me this isn't working. You know, now mental mental health and sports is a hot topic now, Jamil, right? Yes. About all over the place. But for years, I've talked about this and everyone's told me what I was full of. You can't do this. Oh, that's a waste of time. Athletes are, they don't need this stuff. And I'm like, athletes are people. Athletes have to deal with issues just like everybody else, just like you're a big man, but you're still a human being. Exactly. And like you said, your mind's not broken, but your body was. But there are times when your mind gets affected by that, and you've got to have the techniques and tools to be able to deal with that. And it sounds like growing up, you had a foundation with your parents. You got support. And that that getting cut from the basketball team probably was a big teachable, as a, you know, people like to use the term teachable moment. That was probably a big teachable moment for you, wasn't it? Yeah, no, big time because, you know, it, it prepared me for, you know, something in the future which now my professional year of actually, you know, times where I've had been, you know, wave cut, released. Um, and it, I had the ability to deal with it because I dealt with it before, because, you know, no matter if it's on a dip, it's a whole different playing field, high school basketball to professional football, but it's, you know, denial, it's regret. I put everything I had and, you know, I, I, I didn't get the results. Um, so you're dealing with the same stuff. So um, it was definitely a teachable moment that showed me, like, if you want to get to where you want to be, 
you're going to have to put in more work than that. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, pivotal for me. So what would you share, Jamil, for, for young athletes who are trying to deal with similar things as you, trying to deal with overcoming injuries, the, the disappointment, the frustration of getting hurt? What would you say to them about, you know, the rehab process, how to get through it and how to stick with it rather than giving into it? Well, first off, you know, just having uh, an open mind, you know, not just believing that just because you got injured, everything's over, um, you know, your career is over day by day, not looking at the next week, not looking when you can run in three months. You have to focus on each individual day and you'll be less overwhelmed with the process, the timeline, and then also strengthening your mind having an open mind to, you know, start reading. Reading has been very pivotal for me, um, whether it's reading about nutrition, financial literacy, um, you know, just mental health books. Like reading has mentally strengthened me. And when your mind's strong, you'll be able to apply it to, you know, your body. And, you know, also find the time to do the things that, uh, you love. Don't be guilt. Don't feel guilty for doing things that you love because you're worried about, you know, you having to get back ASAP. You want to feel like you get want to get back yesterday. So you can't go out and go to the movies or anything like that. So and, um, you know, and if you're a believer, if you in, in anything, you know, any religion, get closer to your faith. Um, and I know all of these injuries have made me closer, you know, to my faith and um, you know, just help me be a better person, help me have a better attitude. And when I had a better attitude, I had a better workout session. I had a better recovery session. Um, you know, it's kind of like the saying, look good, feel good, play good. If you go in, wake up feeling good and go to your session, you'll end up having a good session. So those are just a few things that, you know, I, I, would, I would give out. That's great advice. Do you keep a journal? Have you ever kept a journal before? Um, yeah, I do have a, I do have a few. I've encouraged athletes throughout my career to do that. Um, you know, write down at the end of the day, just what went on today, what was good, what was bad, what I need to work on the next day. In fact, a story I've told many, many times for 20 years, I worked with Tom Flash Gordon, a major league pitcher who had the major league record 54 saves and wrote the Red Sox in the late nineties. Wow. Thomas kept a journal every year, 20 years of journals. And, uh, I visited him down in Orlando a few years ago and he showed me the closet. He said, Doc, look in there. All my journals are in there. And he said it really helped him along the way, the process of looking at when he didn't do well, why didn't he do well, when he did do well, why did he do well? And he grew from that. And it, it sounds like you've done pretty much the same thing along the way with yourself. And I can tell, Jamil, you've got a wonderful future ahead. I mean, I hope you get back and play football, but even if you don't, I'm really picking up. You're going to, you're going to make a mark for yourself here because you're a very bright young man. You've got, you, you've got a good picture of all this. So let, before we wrap up, I want to ask you three definitions. Okay. Just tell me what they mean to you. First of all, what does the word winning mean to you? Uh, winning. Um, I mean, really remind everybody you were a member of the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. So they're the, you yeah. know, let's, let's see what you say to that. Uh, I think winning is fulfillment, um, you know, reaching the the top of the mountaintop and 
that could be anything. That could be winning a Super Bowl, coming back from a tough – a win could be coming back from a tough injury that you thought you would come back from, and now you're back doing what you, what you love. Or being in a terrible situation that you never thought that you would get out of mentally, physically, financially, and you come out on the other, other side of it. Um, I think that's winning to me because, you know, sometimes winning – isn't always seen by the world. Sometimes you got to focus on, you know, internal wins with, within yourself. So that's winning to me. That's a great explanation. Now tell me your definition of losing. Ah, losing. Um, I don't think you know what that is. <laughs> that's why you're hesitating because I, yeah. think, I think you're a winner, young man. You, you, you've in, impressed me immensely in this interview. I don't think you know what losing is because it's something you don't you don't do. Yeah, I mean, losing could just be, uh, you know, losing yourself, um, losing your mind when you know you you get out of character about certain things that you didn't need to react about. Um, I think that's like. Losing, losing to me. And last one, self-confidence. What's that? What's that mean? Self-confidence is having a strong belief and faith within yourself, no matter what goes wrong, no matter what somebody tells you, no matter the opinions of others, because at the end of the day, if you believe in yourself, the tables will always turn in life and they're always turning. So the same person who can, who would tell you you're not good when you end up doing good, they'll be the same person to say, my bad, I was wrong. So self-confidence is believing and having faith in yourself, no matter, you know, what happens. Well, listen, Jamil, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. You've, you've uh, g given a great explanation of what's going on with you. And I know the people that listen to this will pick up a lot and learn from this, especially young athletes who need to overcome injuries, overcome adversity. I think what you've said here tonight and shared will really uh, help motivate and spur a lot of people on for, for overcoming stuff. So if people like to get a hold of you, how can they, how can they reach you? Um, find me uh, on Instagram uh, or Twitter at, Team Demby, that's T-E-A-M, D like dog, E like excellent, M like mom, B like bravo, Y, at Team Demby. Um, and then Facebook, Jamil Demby, J-A-M-I-L-D-E-M-B-Y. Um, and also my email is jamil.demby at yahoo.com. Well, I, I cannot thank you enough for this uh, discussion tonight. You've been awesome. And uh, take the time to be with us, first of all. And second of all, just what you shared. I think so many people who are going to listen to this are going to pick up a lot, and it's going to motivate them to overcome stuff. Thanks for being with us tonight, Jamil. I really appreciate it. Of course. Pleasure. Pleasure being with you on the show, and pleasure you guys having me. Well, if you've enjoyed our conversation tonight, I want to invite you to visit my website, winnersunlimited.com. You click on the podcast tab, you listen to episodes of my show, connect with me and find out more information. That's winnersalumina.com. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.